Today for my social justice speech, I'll be discussing women's reproductive rights. Now, when did this discussion begin and when did these rights become legal in the U.S.? Well, the Roe v. Wade case of 1973 made abortion a constitutional or national right. Now, what did this case rest on? Well, basically, it was a case where Jane Roe, she was a Texas resident, was suing the district attorney of Dallas, Henry Wade, because she wanted to get an abortion. However, Texas had a law where women can only get an abortion if it was an endangerment to their life. Roe argued that this was a violation of her right to privacy and went against her first, fourth, fifth, ninth, and fourteenth amendment rights. Prior to the case, illegal abortions made up one-sixth of all pregnancy-related deaths in 1965. Furthermore, illegal abortions disproportionately harm women of lower income. According to Planned Parenthood, a survey conducted in the 60s found that of lower-income women in New York who had obtained an abortion, 8 out of 10 had attempted a dangerous self-induced procedure that could have been life-threatening. Despite the stigma surrounding abortion, the procedure is quite common. Around 1 in 4 women in the U.S. will receive an abortion during her lifetime. Without Roe v. Wade, where are those women to go for safe and legal access to abortion? Overturning Roe v. Wade won't end abortion. It will only end safe and legal abortions. How is Roe v. Wade endangered today? Well, currently 20 states have plans to criminalize abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned. These include Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, North Dakota, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Where are all of these women supposed to go for an abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned? Now, because Roe v. Wade is a national law and it has precedent, states cannot completely criminalize it. However, they can chip away at it with harsh restrictions. In 2019, 10 states had introduced a bill that would prevent abortion beyond six weeks. To put this into perspective, this is only two weeks after a missed period, at which point many women don't even know they're pregnant yet. State support of abortion matters because the more restrictive the legal setting, the higher proportion of abortions that are less safe. Now, why does this type of legislation cross the line? Well, Imposing regulations on what a woman does with her body and reproductive system crosses a boundary of government interference into private lives. Legislation should not cross into the choices women make about their own bodies and what they want to do with their bodies, and if this life plan includes a child. Making abortion illegal places a burden of parenthood onto women who may not be economically stable, who are too young to care for a child, or even those who simply don't want a child. They all deserve to make that decision. That burden not only damages the life of a mother, but also the fetus who is placed in a home without the proper resources. Caring for a child is not as simple as a law or a piece of legislation, and that complexity shouldn't be placed on women who don't want it. Often, I hear the argument that because someone's faith doesn't permit them to support abortion, then abortion should just be made illegal in all of the U.S., Well, what I have to say to that is that just because it's not your choice doesn't mean it shouldn't be a choice for other women. 